0: Reverence is a state of mind, not a set of rules. All that requires is, is everything, everything be done, done in deep, deep awareness. awareness.
1: Episode of the Indiana Jones Universe, a podcast in which we learn more about the character of Indiana Jones, exploring other content in the Indiana Jones Universe. As always, I'm Will. And I'm Max. And thanks for joining us for episode 31, in which today we're going to be doing another film score review, this time on Oganga the Giver and Taker of Life, formerly known as *Germany Germany's Africa 1916 and Congo 1917. We're going to be looking at the full score breakdown as we talk about some of the musical techniques instrumentation, tones and styles, and why we like this music so much. And the cool thing about this episode is some of the music is actually adapted by works from J.S. Bach, so we're going to talk about those comparisons as well as we explore some of the released music and some of the unreleased music for a total of 19 tracks. A definitely kind of memorable score review as uh, some of these themes are, I guess, the quote-unquote famous young indie pieces, and we'll talk about that. And then of course the J.S. Bach music, which most people remember, uh, even if you're not like a super huge soundtrack enthusiast, you most likely remember hearing that, from the episode. So without further ado, let's jump into the first uh, track here, which is basically the main theme of the whole episode, Desert Trek.
0: Yeah, now Desert Trek is one of my favorites and it really symbolizes this entire episode here as we start off with this, you know, very powerful marching theme with the brass and woodwind trills. And again, as we were saying, this really has an ode to John Williams and sounds a lot like his style of music of what he would be, you know, putting in his music for Indiana Jones. And if he had done Young Indiana Jones, I'm sure his music would have sounded a lot like this.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, you start off with this, you know, brass fanfare, and I love the woodwind trills in the background as well, uh, giving you that sense of a triumphant march, especially as they're leaving camp and, you know, you see the whole sunrise and that whole scene. Just a really well done introduction, especially as we transition to the more emotional theme. I like how there's the contradiction at the beginning with like this more trumpet fanfare you have
0: yeah definitely i mean that fanfare is really a departure from what the rest of the episode kind of is because you know the rest of the episode is really a very serious episode is not so much as uh, funny but this really kind of indicates you know there's going to be a lot of action and not to say that there isn't but this really uh you know represents a certain part of the episode (laughs)
1: of that great introduction, we move into the uh, basically main theme that we hear throughout the entire episode. This will come up in a lot of various tracks, uh, even like a five-measure motif of it will appear, and this is really the beautiful, more melodic approach to uh, the kind of emotional themes that we hear in this episode as we start with this very warm tone and this gradual progression of the violins and the cellos as we go into this main trumpet theme as Indy and the entire Belgian army are going on this trek across the desert.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is a really a b- big departure from our from what we heard uh, in the previous part. It's very upbeat and very, you know, uh, steady beat and a march, but here, you know, it's very beautiful, mellow, you know, kind of, it's a very bright tone. We have strings, we have, you know, just, it's very, it's very all, it's legato almost. It's very connected and very smooth, as the other one is very, you know, uh, it's very structured,
1: I guess you could say. Absolutely. I completely agree. And I, com- I like how you mentioned that, um, that first part was definitely like such a contradiction to this part. But I like how they go together. Um, and this all basically happens in the entire same scene. We talked about how some of these CD tracks are suites of music. Uh, most of these for this episode actually basically go over the full scene. Um, so th- that's what I like about this. You have this kind of beautiful, you know, great theme. So um, let's listen to the main theme of Desert Trek.
0: we you know transition into another big departure kind of similar to the first but also a big difference where it's kind of this big action theme where we start to fade into these nice Congo drums you know a bit more upbeat and it really represents you know that John Williams feel again as we hear many times throughout this episode and you know this actually sounds a lot like a song we will hear in a few minutes called Desert Storm um, and it kind of has some odes to that um, but really just represents the harsh, you know, disease and the harsh heat that they're, that these, you know, soldiers are facing every day throughout the desert as they're
1: trekking through. Yeah, I like how you bring that up. It's a good comparison because you're right. We go from this, you know, emotional theme and, you know, really melodic sort of approach to then kind of back to kind of what happens in the first with this harsh sort of uh, violin and, you know, kind of chilling trombone and percussion theme here. As like you said, the change in tone does represent that harsh heat and disease because... What I like is they kind of structure the music in a way so that um, when they're going across the desert, right, we see that, those great shots of um, the desert. And then when, you know, there's that scene when uh, they're going through like the forest, and then there's that one soldier who falls, you know, because of heat stroke and he's sick, and they play this music there. So again, very similar, kind of that minor tone at the end, very different from the main beautiful theme in the, in the middle here. Yeah,
0: I mean, it is so much different. You know, we transition from this march theme to this very beautiful theme and then kind of to this harsh theme again, but not as harsh. It's kind of representing, you know, the soldiers, you know, what they're facing in their everyday lives. You know, this entire song really represents the episode in a great and beautiful way. ¶¶
1: That was the last section of Desert Trek, and now we're going to move into track number two on the CDs, which is Morning. Uh, This is the main track that plays uh, when Indy basically wakes up on the boat and starts observing all the work that Schweitzer is doing and also visits Remy. Uh, So This starts with this brilliant harp and flute theme here that i really am a fan of and we see this whole scene when he's like kind of walking around and he's very inspired by kind of what schweitzer is doing and you have these violins that come in on this you know beautiful low note and we have a variant on desert trek actually which is one of the examples that you mentioned max that we're going to see throughout this entire episode here
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we have that reoccurring theme from the middle of Desert Trek here, you know, it's very uplifting and inspiring and really, you know, just, it really, it's very emotional, it really impacts, you know, you as you're listening to it. Like, if they had just slapped any old track here, you know, by Bach or someone, or a John Williams' track here, it really wouldn't have gotten to you, it really wouldn't have gotten that, you know, that really
1: deep impact feeling that you get when you listen to this track. Yeah, I think this track is very specific, like you mentioned. It's it has its sense of originality. I mean you talked about how John Williams and J. S. Spock, like that's great, love that music. But for this scene, I think you're right. You needed something with a little bit more originality to it. And I completely agree with you there. And the one thing I love about this track is the soft tone of the trumpet there. We think of the trumpet as, you know, blasting its way through the eight-minute song (laughs) of Desert Trek as, you know, we see all the, you know, fight scenes and Raiders, but the trumpet is utilized in a different way here, which, again, goes with what you were saying there. So uh, this is the first part of Mourning.
0: And then we transition here into a variant on Desert Trek with that reoccurring main theme, but much lower. And then we fade into this more uplifting tone. And what I love is there's just that gradual, you know, progression, we, you know, we go right from this uplifting and inspiring part to right to a lower key. And then we have a gradual progression right back to where we kind of were. And it really, you know,
1: it really symbolizes what this song is all about. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. I mean, the gradual progression, I I completely agree with you and notice that when listening to this, as it does go with the the shots kind of moving along as we see everything that Schweitzer is doing, and it progresses from scene to scene and shot to shot here. And I also really like here, again, that low violin and viola sound you're getting at the beginning, similar to that soft trumpet, which I was talking about earlier, very unique and different sound there that we're getting. Uh, And again, just an emotional and beautiful phrase here that's really, really well done. Um, and I think again, it really goes with the scene that we're seeing here.
0: Definitely, I mean, it really just, it really is representing this scene and just the episode in general. I mean, again, we're hearing that desert trek variant, which really uh, symbolizes the episode and reoccurs many times throughout the episode. And this is a great representation, in addition, for that song, which really represents the episode in a powerful way.
1: section of the piece there really beautifully well done here in terms of giving us that sense of originality and going off of the themes from Desert Trek. And we move into my personal favorite section of this piece, which is this kind of ending here, which the start is amazing with this uh, woodwind section here. Ooh, I really like it. It has that great sound, and it builds to a little bit more of a a melancholy kind of um, tone, I guess you could say, uh, as we have uh, the violins with this great theme at the end, as it's very inspiring, I feel like, this music. You know, you, you can really kind of envision in these kind of um, new lessons of reverence for life as, you know, is kind of the main theme here.
0: Yeah, I mean, it definitely is. It really, you know, it is very uplifting and inspiring just this entire track in general, but especially this part with the beautiful flute and clarinet and the woodwind with the strings. You know, the, the tone here in the end is kind of, a very interesting tone because it's kind of happy, but at the same time, it's a sad tone in the in a sense, you know, um, and it's very mellow and it's just the mix of the different type of, you know, moods and tones that are in this section really give it, you know, a powerful and, you know,
1: kind of eerie feel, I guess you could say. Yeah, and, and one thing I wanted to add here, looking at this musically, this is like, I would almost consider this to be like a quote-unquote complex sort of love theme. Like, think about this in the context of everything else. Like, this is just one small scene there, and yet, I mean, musically, you've got all sorts of instrumentation, all sorts of different rhythms, and, like, this is a very emotional, powerful scene, yet... It's just indie kind of walking around and talking with Remy and Schweitzer. Like there's nothing like super, um, super important going on. And yet when I look at this musically, this to me is a really well done and complex track. So let's listen to the last section here of Morning.
0: is a and beautiful piece and it's quite a departure from our next song here which is called Desert Storm. One of my personal favorites from this episode because we start with this really low cello, this background brass and what really symbolizes action and suspense uh, is this staccato snare that starts playing in the background. It's really kind of has that army kind of march tone similar to the start of Desert Trek. You know it really as we said a lot of you know, a lot of the tracks in this episode take things and little bits and pieces from
1: Desert Trek and this song is no exception when it comes to that. Yeah, but- absolutely. I mean, it really goes with like like you said the start of a battle. Very similar intro musically to Desert Trek. And the big thing that I actually noticed here is I love this great trumpet fanfare and the imagery of Indy right behind the lines, right getting over uh, across the trench there. This rich and sharp staccato snare, like you were mentioning, the tension builds into this big theme. And for those of you who are film score fans out there, uh, you may notice that this track sounds similar to the 1991 score to Robin Hood, uh, the track Overture and A Prisoner of Crusades. And I think, this is just a little bit of a, a fan theory that I've created, that this was actually a temp track. For those of you who know what those are, uh, those are tracks that you uh, basically, that the, um, in this case George Lucas most likely, would give the composer as an idea of what music they wanted in the episode. Um, but this was made a year before. Uh, in 1991, uh, whereas Young Indy was made in 1992 and 93. here. So I think this was the 10th track to Desert Storm, and if you go back and listen to that track, it sounds very, very similar to the opening of Desert Storm here, giving you, again, that awesome sound. That's
0: very interesting. I did not know that. That's awesome. You know, I mean... We do hear, like, you know, he's taken stuff from John Williams throughout here, but, you know, even from other movies, that's very, very interesting and awesome.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. A friend of mine pointed me out to that, and I really was like, wow, that's absolutely awesome. I never even thought of that. So, um, yeah, let's listen to this awesome first opening of Desert Storm. Desert <laughs>
2: Storm
0: And then we get into my favorite part of this track, which is the big brass fanfare of this entire track. You know, we have the big brass trumpet and the woodwinds, and then we start going into the main theme, where it's very, very upbeat, a fast mini trumpet theme, a remix kind of of the first part almost. And, you know, it's just so beautiful with the woodwinds. And, you know, it almost has darkish tone lingering in the background
1: while it's really upbeat and bright. Absolutely, yeah, and this is like one of those tracks, again, talk about like John Williams and Desert Chase, very similar to that sort of respect, and my favorite part of this track is that awesome trumpet theme that leads into the main theme here, which, by the way, was supposedly used in Lego Indiana Jones, Uh, this kind of main section of Desert Storm, which is a released track, supposedly, so uh, you may recognize it from that if you've played that game before, Um, and I love, again, very lively sound, but like you said, kind of dark and harsh in the background as you kind of are getting um, a little bit of a foreshadowing, I guess, to kind of what's going to happen here. So this main action sequence just sounds so awesome. It really
0: symbolizes the action that is happening because, you know, what happens in this scene is it's the beginning of the episode and as soon as this plays, this is when they, uh, you know, are going over out of the trenches and going onto the battlefield.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I would completely agree. Like, you talk about like in the action, uh, remembering those great scenes. This is that music that's going to pair well with that. So, uh, here's basically the main kind of fanfare of Desert Storm.
0: And then we kind of transition into more uh, kind of like an extended part to the previous main theme. Uh, And this part also plays in the video game Lego Indiana Jones, Uh, but there is a gap. So, you know, the, what, what we hear in Lego Indiana Jones is a mix between this and another song. But here, you know, we kind of have a continuation of the main theme with that, with the, you know, trumpet and, you know, the drums in the background and, you know, kind of a, then a, almost a building theme that we hear in, uh, in kind of the beginning of this
1: song. Yeah, and I love the transition here as we get into this minor and rapid, fast feel that get, get definitely like very scary as well with these great accents and this trumpet theme in there. The percussion is awesome here, and especially like, talk about Odes to John Williams, that to me was very, very similar to one of John Williams' pieces. I can't pinpoint exactly what track that was, um, but it definitely does sound like one of those John Williams pieces, and again, the battle continues as you have what I think is a great musical representation of that, a evolution of the first part of Desert Storm here. Um, so again, I would completely agree with you in terms of that in the action, really uh, symbolic in terms of that sort of feel.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is very symbolic, you know, it really just represents the whole indie action kind of thing and tone that we hear, you know, many times throughout this episode and all our other episodes. This is really probably a staple of indie action in general and really represents this episode and this scene really well.
1: The last section of Desert Storm, we start with this loud trumpet note right at the beginning and moves into this eerie sort of flute, maybe even a piccolo there. Uh, Really cool as we get this whole victory and end of the battle. But when you listen to this, that's a total contradiction of the music here. Because you would think that, oh, you know, it's a victory, they won the battle, everything's great. But we see that shot of Major Boucher looking right at Indy, and the music to me goes really well with that, as it's very Uh, It it gives you that change in tone and style with that end of the battle and is, is not really exactly the same in terms of what's being communicated there.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's such a departure from what this, you know, what this track really represents, you know. We have, it's it's victory, but it's not a happy theme. It's very dark. We have these really low cello notes and the suspenseful African flute. And, you know, we're kind of like, if you were just listening to this track out of the blue and you had not seen the episode, you'd be like, well, what's going on? And, like, if you knew what happened but you haven't seen it, you'd be like... Well, they're happy, right? I mean, what's the, re- the rest of the track is symbolizing, you know, something good is going on, but here we have a complete departure from that with a really dark and low cello and a really dark theme.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and again, I'm loving the changes Um, And this is very similar structure musically as well to Desert Trek, right? The beginning, we have this sort of triumphant thing. Uh, Then, of course, the main melody. And then we have more of this kind of dark change and ending here. Same with Desert Trek. Start with the triumphant main theme, which, of course, is a little bit less melodic and beautiful, but a little bit more, you know, of that fanfare kind of type. But then you move into this last part here, which, like you said, complete change in the tone. So really going well with the scenes. And like you said, Desert Storm, to me, is one of the best tracks from this episode.
0: Then we kind of transition into arrive at Port Gentile and death of Bartlemy, a very sad tone that's taken by the trumpet, and you know, then we kind of transition into a happy thing as they're arriving at the port, very emotional, and just that progression of the orchestra that really gives it that big and full sound, really represents, you know, they're happy, They've, they've spotted land, they're going to be arriving at the port very, very soon, they've, you know, they're halfway through their mission.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I love also, again, like you said, that string fade in there as you have the cellos enter with this trumpet theme that's very soft and distinct at the beginning. And I love the variant on Desert Trek too. Again, not a huge variant on it, But just a few of the measures are kind of very similar to Desert Trek there as you have this great progression into the whole orchestra. Very exciting as they reach their destination there with the violins here at the end. So this is an awesome opening theme. So uh, here is Arrival at Port Gentil and Death of Bartlemy.
0: transition here where we have this very deep violin and you know the main the we hear that part of desert trek that the cellos take but we have an alternate kind of ending that's different from desert trek right
1: and then we hear kind of an african whistle there Yeah, I would agree with you, too. I love, again, you start with this cello theme of Desert Trek as they're actually arriving at the port, and then I love, like you said, what seems to be some sort of African flute or woodwind instrument that gives you what I like to call the little boy motif, and this actually comes back in one of our unreleased tracks that we'll look at uh, in a little bit here, and I just love it again. Oh, it really got me there as, again, that sort of emotional idea and then a little bit sad as well as it kind of is a prelude to what's happening later. Uh, This is the next part of Arrival at Port Gentil and Death of Bartlemy.
0: And then we transition into the last part here where we have the strings with a great theme, the violins, the cellos. And it's kind of a theme of happiness as they name the boy after his friend, but also sadness because the little boy's friend has died. You know, we really have a mix of tones here, but it's really very, very, it's very tailored to what is happening in the scene. And that's what I love about this section, especially, you know, the violins and the cellos
1: kind of give it that happy, but also sad tone. Absolutely, I completely agree. And I played the cello myself, so I'm obviously biased in this section. Probably the best section of the piece here as we have this (laughs) great emotional cello theme uh i'm actually trying to learn that right now which is cool um and you know of course they say goodbye to the kid but of course they name it after him and so this whole sort of idea of um this idea of like you said like it's a little bit happy it's at the same time bittersweet moment that is really um conveyed well through the music and so this is another example of the track that basically plays in full throughout the entire episode so far we haven't really had many suites of music Um, you've had sort of well I guess Desert Storm was kind of broken up into bits and pieces but um, for the most part you've had tracks that basically extend through the whole scene here and this is another example of that so really well done in terms of like a five-minute track that just goes with the whole scene so well so this is the last uh, beautiful theme here for arrival at Port Gentil and death of (laughs) Bartlemy.
0: transition here into our next song which is albert schweitzer prisoner of war Uh, we have a song here about albert schweitzer that plays when you know albert is the main character and the main person in this scene so we start off with not a not really very happy but also not a so sad tone. We have this blaring theme with the trumpet and it's very dramatic and very, very powerful.
1: Yeah, very symbolic ending. Again, really going well with this music. Like you said, not anything sort of happy or sad, which is what we've had so far, but again, more going to the sort of uh, suspense of this scene. You can really envision Albert Schweitzer being taken off the boat here like I get and like indie resisting that sort of idea you really feel that throughout this as you have a variation um, kind of on some similar themes that we've heard already so very symbolic in that sort of respect very dramatic and I and I really am a huge fan of this track even though it's one of the more underrated ones.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it really is, it's very underrated and, you know, we just, we, we, you know, we kind of hear that. It's very underrated, but at the same time, it's very dramatic and powerful in the episode and really, you know, represents what is happening in the scene so well.
1: transitioning into probably the biggest contradiction in terms of like st- tones and styles from this piece as we move into uh, a piano version of the very famous Bach piece, uh, Jezu Joy of Man's Desiring, uh, as we have this kind of piano theme to represent Albert Schweitzer, and the violins have this minor kind of subtle shrills in the background, uh, very atmospheric and powerful, as of course this is a piece that really represents who Albert Schweitzer is in this episode. We hear him throughout the
0: episode, you know, play a lot of stuff and you know he. I don't even know, I don't think he mentions it but when you know in the episode when he's playing the piano you know we hear him, he really does and takes a lot of inspiration from Bach which you know you hear throughout some of these uh, songs that play with Albert Schweitzer throughout this episode, it's very powerful and you know just the piano mixed with the strings, really a great adaptation
1: Yeah absolutely and the one thing I wanted to mention about this is my personal opinion on this is I actually really love the complete um, idea of this track starting off with again very suspenseful and kind of disappointing uh, as you know they're taking Albert off the boat and then you have this J.S. Bach peak, which, which, of course, kind of comes off as maybe a little bit harsh at the beginning with, again, those like subtle violin shrills in the background. But deep down, it is that emotional theme that to represent Albert Schweitzer. So really cool track in its entirety when you listen to this. So um, here's the last section here of Albert Schweitzer, Prisoner of War.
0: we transitioned into another song about Albert Schweitzer, Schweitzer Says Goodbye, which starts off with these clarinet, the clarinets and the woodwinds playing kind of a sad theme as, you know, he's gonna have to say goodbye, you know, he's going, he's being shipped back to Europe, right? So, you know, we have the cellos and the violins and it's very melancholy and it almost sounds like a traditional
1: hymn. Yeah, and this I think was actually based off of one of Bach's clarinet concertos. I think I don't know the exact one, um, but I also like how this to me represents like a character theme for Albert Schweitzer. I, I really like how that that's kind of what is done as I really am a huge fan of the style of this awesome adaptation of a traditional piece. Again, that full orchestra sound, very emotional. Got kind of to be one of my favorites for sure. off of that really great theme we then move into an extension of basically the same theme here as the violins have this great uh you know theme of Schweitzer says goodbye both of the instruments come back uh, in terms of the clarinet and the violin here and just kind of a great extension to the first half here I mean nothing more than that I mean it's really just a really well done track here as I look at like using some of these adaptations by Bach and creating something a little bit original but also giving us that classic ode to the classical music
0: yeah, I mean, it really, there's no, this is literally just an extension on, you know, the first part here really just is, it's, it's not much different. But, you know, it is, in a, it, in a sense, it is a continuation of that happy string thing that we were, hearing. Well, I guess it isn't exactly happy, but, you know, uh, more melancholy string thing that we heard
1: in the beginning here. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's listen to this great extension of Schweitzer Says Goodbye.
0: transition to this last track here which is a variant on you know kind of desert trek with the strings and the woodwinds really kind of a melancholy tone that we heard before
1: yeah absolutely and I love how this is kind of a great you know you can see that scene of Indy waving goodbye at Schweitzer on the boat just really really well done again Desert Trek, it doesn't sound like the full piece, but you have, you know, I think three or four measures of that opening kind of uh, motif there that is kind of blended in as we uh, have this very interesting ending, which is not like a super dramatic ending or anything, uh, especially with the ending to the CD tracks. Usually those are like very dramatic, especially the Lawrence Rosenthal ones, uh, if you listen to those. Um, This is just kind of very subtle and great as we transition into the end credits there. So uh, really just an all-around amazing track. So here's the last part of the CD track, Schweitzer Says Goodbye. our look at the six tracks from the volume 2 CD and now we're going to move into the rest of our unreleased tracks Uh, that come from the Lego Indiana Jones video game, Staff of Kings, uh, the Special Delivery DVD game, the Hunting for Treasure DVD game, and various opening and end credits from this episode. Now if you're new to the music uh, you can follow along with youngindianajonesmusic.com if you're interested in learning how to get access to some of this unreleased music. Now before we begin it is noted uh, that unfortunately in order to fit some of this music onto the files of the DVD games some of the audio had to be compressed from their original quality. Uh, So while you're listening you're going to notice that some some of these tracks sound like they're on an old record. Uh, that's not anything on our end or anything on your end. Unfortunately, that's how the tracks sound. So uh, this might bother you a little bit, um, but for some people it doesn't bother them. So just kind of a little bit of a heads up in terms of uh, these tracks. Uh, we're still going to play them because of course it's young indie music. Uh, we can't leave them <laughs> out. Um, so we are going to play some of those tracks. So that's just kind of a little bit of a heads up there. So let's move into our first two tracks, which are actually pretty rare tracks uh, that were identified from the old indie bookends starting off here with A Stray Bullet.
0: Yeah, so this track here, you don't actually hear play in the episode unless you have one of the old VHS tapes of it or saw it back when it originally aired. Uh, But this is uh, George Hall, if we haven't mentioned before, played old indie and all of these episodes were flashbacks. And uh, this would have played while George Hall was talking and reminiscing about, you know, things that happened in this episode. So we start off with this beautiful trumpet and the woodwinds and strings.
1: And it really is so beautiful. Yeah, I love how, when I think about bookend music, especially since this was filmed, uh, you know, to represent kind of when George Hall was living, um, you don't necessarily have uh, kind of a simple or different side of style here. This is very like Oganga-esque in that sort of sense that you are definitely getting kind of a little bit of a prelude into the themes that you're going to hear in the episode. So um, for those of you who want to watch some of the old bookends, those are available on YouTube, by the way, and you can kind of browse through those. Um, but yeah, this is a very interesting t- track in terms that it kind of sets the scene for really what's going to be happening in German East Africa. So um, here's the first section of A straight Bullet.
0: And then we're going to start off here going into the second bookend, which is from Congo, 1917, Beasting slash Dutch Boy, which starts off with these Congo African drums, but also as a continuation of the first bookend, because uh, these actually aired back to back, almost like a TV movie, but were two separate episodes that aired back to back, and also a bit of a variant on Desert Trek in there.
1: Yeah, I love these great woodwind parts, like you were mentioning, and the variations on the CD themes, uh, this kind of mellow trumpet that you have, very similar rhythm uh, in terms of the opening of the last piece as well. So uh, this is, again, like you mentioned from the Congo 1917 bookend. Uh, This is Beasting slash Dutch Boy.
0: And then we're gonna transition to another song preparing for assault which is from the opening credits of this episode and you know what's very interesting is we start off and we hear you know we hear some of these you know instruments and they're almost used as
1: sound effects in this song yeah i completely agree as well in terms of that whole idea of using instruments as sort of like sound effects and you kind of get that whole idea here um this is actually a little bit of a variation and includes some uh, music from the phantom train of doom called the native battle which we talked about in our last score review uh kind of a very interesting Just small section uh, of the opening credits here, which is combined with a bunch of different, you know, kind of pieces here So um, like you said very mysterious the instrumentation kind of acts like some of the sound effects as you have these very sharp and distinct notes So I really like it personally Yeah, I
0: mean, and again, you're going to hear that little bits of John Williams style in there along with the piano, which is very interesting, you know, almost in all of John Williams music, you never hear the piano. But again, we have that piano in there for some of the surprising notes, you know, kind of using those as a sound effect, which you don't really hear. But, you know, here you hear it. It's very, very great. And they really implement it so well into this track.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I just love how this track really goes well with the opening battle and, like you said, the instrumentation acting like some of the sound effects. So, uh, here is Preparing for the Assault.
0: And then we transition into our next song, which is called It's Treason, Sergeant, which actually you will, if you ever played the Lego Indiana Jones game, you will hear this because they use it in uh, Lego Indiana Jones. And our first section here starts off with the woodwinds and the strings, but kind of transition into this dark tone with the trumpet and the strings and dark cellos
1: yeah i love this opening kind of flute part here again another um sort of uh track that really musically goes well with the scene when um of course Indy kind of stands up to major boucher here as they um, disagree about bringing the kid along and so you have this very cool flute part in this phrase and the trumpet symbolizes major boucher very well i think as you have this sort of atmospheric sound with the low cello and percussion just this gradual build of kind of like Almost Boucher's anger, in a sense, as you know, the instruments and you know, the orchestra really kind of conveys that sort of whole idea.
0: Yeah, I mean, it really does. It really conveys, you know, that what I mean, what happens in this scene, which is actually when Major Boucher, you know, tells them they have to leave the kid. I think that's what these dark. The dark tone with the trumpet and the dark cellos really represents, you know, how out of his mind, you know, uh, Major Boucher is. You know, Indy literally says, I think
1: your emotions are clouding your judgment, and I don't think he's wrong. Right, exactly, and I completely agree with you how the music really, again, like almost like a mini-character theme for Boucher here, as you have sort of these dark, blaring, rich, and sharp sounds that do go with his sort of personality here. So, um, here's the first part of It's Treason, Sergeant."
0: then we have the big suspense full strings building to a big kind of fanfare thing right which really the full orchestra that really gives you you know what is happening in this scene it really gives that big you know suspenseful feel really very ooh, something
1: uh good is about to happen here right absolutely i love how the theme kind of builds on itself with more crescendos and chords and all that sort of stuff, as you like you said, this is exactly when he says the line, it's treason, Sergeant, right at the start of this next section we'll play here. And again, you've got this epic kind of violin theme at the end as they refuse to hand over the kid, and then that abrupt ending right there. So um, listen for, you know, kind of how this music really pairs well with the dialogue and scene in the episode.
0: then we transition into kind of a different uh, kind of tone for our next song, which is 500 Miles Down the River. It's kind of uh, a variant on Desert Trek is what we start off with as they, you know, um, are, you know, going down the river and, you know, almost, they're almost arriving at the port and we have that happy, upbeat tone with the clarinet and oboe solo, which is really beautiful.
1: Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. This rich sound, Very full and mellow, Um, and like you said, we have the themes that reappear. We also have the, what I like to call, the little boy theme. Um, Again, really kind of nice sound that does go with, like, you can totally envision them going down the river here. Um, Really kind of a cool one that they used in the Special Delivery DVD game. And by the way, to kind of give a background on, like, um, why these tracks were included in the games, um, the special delivery D- game, DVD game if, is on the Volume 2 DVD box set, and if you own the uh, box sets, which have all of the episodes on DVD, um, it comes with bonus games and uh, like interactive features, because the whole um, idea of the show was the kind of selling point was that it was an educational tool. So there's three mini video games that I, I've never actually played them myself, but um, on it, Uh, the game is actually based off of the events that happen here in Oganga and so they use some of this unreleased music in there to kind of add to that whole sort of effect so really kind of cool that they use this here and I love that the CD themes reappear so this is 500 miles (laughs) downriver
0: And then on our second and end part of this song, we really transition into a completely different tone with these with this big action theme, the trumpets and the trombones, and it actually sounds a lot like Desert Storm, which we heard earlier, right? Uh, and this is actually when they're getting shot at by deserters that are along the side of the bank and you know, big brass, woodwinds and drums, and it was very interesting.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I love this too, as you have this very harsh and grim and rapid sound that changes from you know uh, with the sort of light and more mellow themes that we just heard, and I like how, like you said. Very kind of similar in style to Desert Storm, which we heard a little bit earlier. Um, If you listen closely musically, it is a little bit similar in terms of the rhythms that are uh, present there. And I like also the variant on the Desert Trek ending here. Really kind of cool that some of these, you know, little unreleased tracks sprinkled in some of these main themes like you were mentioning at the beginning, Desert Trek is a main one here. So um, listen for the change in style completely uh, in this next section of 500 Miles Down River. Thank you.
0: We transition here into our next song, which is Our Situation Is Desperate, which is when Indy and Remy head to the French office in the middle of the, uh, of the episode after they've arrived at the port. And, you know, we start off with these low strings, these big drums, you know, and these big brass and some high flutes, which is really kind of, you know, a happy mix of, you know, almost a happy variation on Desert Trek
1: yeah. and and this style of you know fanfare March is very, very evident here as you have this sort of small section on. Um, this is a little small excerpt from the full track. Um, And the file for this game actually is comprised of two tracks. The first, which is Our Situation is Desperate, and the next half, which is All for Nothing, which we will get to a little bit later. So this is just a small sample of that sort of track there. And again, like you said, you have this idea of the low brass with the percussion, and again, kind of going to some of these March kind of themes that we heard in Desert Trek here. Track. We're going to move into another one from Lego Indiana Jones. This is Delirious Indy. Uh, this is when Indy is actually being taken off the boat and revived by Schweitzer. And it starts off with basically that sort of tone communicated very well, very suspenseful. The tension building as we have this grim sound of the violins that crescendo into this kind of bigger theme here. Um, as Indy is very scared when he comes off the uh, boat here, and we have these flute and woodwinds that have these uh, accented notes, again giving us this whole sort of completely different style that we have not even seen at all yet
0: right i mean we have you know those different instruments almost kind of acting like sound effects again here and there's actually if you listen very closely there's a very quiet guitar in there which really uh you know you know really adds to the very suspenseful and mysterious tone of this first part of the song here
1: yeah absolutely i love also just that, again, we have different styles that are very apparent in all sorts of these tracks, right? We have, you know, uh, Happy Melodies, we've got the adaptations on J.S. Box stuff, brand new original things, John Williams' action pieces, and then here, again, a new sort of kind of uh, um, category of themes that we're adding to this uh, snack platter of music, I guess you could say, <laughs> um, as, you know, you get all sorts of different, you know, new things that we're seeing here, as this is kind of that brand new suspenseful tone, which, again, very contradicting in terms of, like, Schweitzer says goodbye, which is kind of what's supposed to go with Albert Schweitzer at the end here. So um, here's the first section of Delirious Indie.
0: Transition here into the next section of our song, which sounds a lot like a John Williams music, Well of Souls, which is very awesome because you know it really uh, it really goes well with this track and what they're trying to signify here with the violins and the woodwinds and kind of a dark tone with the lower cellos kind of playing there, really awesome and really mysterious.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. This does sound very similar to the Well of the Souls from Ravens of the Lost Ark. With that kind of similar track there and that sort of style with the trills and shrills of the woodwinds and this low French horn there with the violin. Very mysterious as you've got these kind of cool percussion instruments in the background too. I also like, again, we get introduced to uh, this very interesting uh, kind of percussion instrument. Kind of sounds like a little bit of a castanet almost, but it's something a little bit different. Um, I really like that that is introduced here as well
0: yeah it really is good that they introduce that you know and also you know we're really hearing a lot of brass throughout a lot of these songs uh but here we instead of just hearing a trumpet or you know a clarinet or an oboe we actually hear a french horn in here which is very awesome, you know. The French horn is a very underrated instrument, and for them to use in here really is great and awesome.
1: Yeah, I definitely like it too. As as well, I like how just the variety of instruments too. I feel like in a lot of these full orchestra scores, and this is President John Williams, and maybe why it's President McNeely, uh, <laughs> is that each instrument gets their chance to shine. I mean, you really do have that sort of idea. Of course, violins and the trumpets usually are the most popular in terms of getting the main themes. Um, But again, I mean, the cello has the theme all sorts of places here. You've got um, oboes and clarinets coming in and getting their time to shine in the CD tracks. And then, of course, you've got trombones and French horns every now and then to kind of switch things up. And the percussion section, too. So just all sorts of varieties of themes that are really portrayed well in terms of getting that sort of instrumentation. So uh, listen here for the very interesting instrumentation that is a change of pace from some of these other tracks that we've heard previously.
0: As you were saying, you know, each instrument does get a chance to shine and that is very evident here as we hear some strings and wooden mixed with some maraca shakers, which is really awesome, you know, like the maraca shakers are, you know, you don't really think of them as an instrument, but they definitely are and they really give this second part here a great tone as we transition into a variation on desert
1: track. Yeah, you have something which sounds kind of like what you were saying, that sort of instrument. Very interesting. I'm not sure what the exact instrument is, but I think it's something similar to, you know, kind of what you were saying there. And I like also, you have a little bit of these, like, almost, I guess, like, shrieks and trills from the instruments at the end here. uh, And a really awesome ending with the oboe there. Ooh, really love that at the end, giving us that suspense here. Um, And this is actually a little bit of a prelude into another track that we're going to look at later as well. So I like as well just again, going off of the Well of the Souls, which, again, is also kind of looked at here in the second section here, um, and such a contradiction in terms of what happens in the scene. Because at first, Indy thinks that Schweitzer is a German, and he doesn't want to, you know, um, give... You know, he doesn't want uh, Schweitzer to help him, which transitions into, like, Schweitzer says goodbye at the end of the episode. Like, whoa, a huge change in terms of the musical styles that are used there.
0: Right. I mean, well, you know him and Indy definitely have those bonding moments when they're on the boat, you know, it really, they talk a lot, and, you know, even when they're at the camp, you know, Indy starts to become his friend, and, you know, realizes Albert is not, Albert is not bad, you know, he's not there to serve the Germans, just because he's German doesn't mean he's serving for the German army or anything, you know, which, you know, we learn throughout the episode, and we learn at
1: the end when, you know, they're taking him because, just because he's German. Right, absolutely. So again, music really goes well, I think, with like you were saying, a lot of these different sort of um, ideas in the episode. Going to be moving into our next track, My Name Is Albert, uh, also known as My Name Isn't Fritz, it's Albert. Uh, and this is the track that plays during the uh, boat escape, and it starts off with this awesome percussion sound. Love this here uh, as we have these high violins, uh, and the trumpets give it that quiet feel with this emotional violin theme here as Schweitzer comes up on the boat, and you can, you know, Indy grabs his gun and. Great scene here with uh, a really nice music that definitely is uh, heard very clearly in the episode as well, as there's not too much dialogue over it. into the second part we have this clarinet theme that changes the mood of this piece and I love this section that has a really cool sound the violins with this um sort of deep style of um kind of like mourning a little bit in a sense uh that that track there which I thought was kind of cool yeah, it really does kind of, it's an ode to the previous
0: song that we heard, Morning, and I really love how they, you know, just have reference, a lot of these songs have references to other songs we've heard in this in this episode, and uh, even, you know, in some other episodes, uh, possibly, as we heard in one of our previous tracks, you know. But it just really—we have odes to John Williams, we have odes to other songs in this episode, and all that's really what ties all these songs together and make them all connected in some type of way.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, for us music enthusiasts, it's fun to pick them apart and really kind of talk about, you know, what are we noticing here that's similar or different to other things that we've seen. So I completely agree with you, and I also love uh, just the change in style here uh, in the second half of My Name Is Albert.
0: And then we here have our next song, which is called The Chief's Son is Dying, right? Which is actually in the Hunting for Treasure DVD game on one of the DVD box sets, right? And, you know, we start off here with a similar opening to My Name is Albert, which is what we just heard. And start with an upbeat kind of fast tone, a very bright uh, mood. And this is actually when uh, the natives from the camp that's down the river come and get Albert, you know, because they're telling Albert
1: chief son is dying will you please come and look at him and heal him you know i also like as well just this idea of the i love the opening versus the second half a complete change in the sound here you've got this deep woodwind section here playing this great sort of sound that i really love that goes kind of well with this scene and again this is something that maybe you wouldn't have picked up on just watching the episode, but now that we're listening to this track on its own, uh, is really great. And like you mentioned, this also comes from the Hunting for Treasure DVD game, which is from the third box set, so a little bit different than coming from these other special delivery ones. And I also like how this also, as well as, well as the last track, too, are in their nice full quality because these tracks really do sound nice, especially with those percussion instruments. So here is the chief's son is dying.
0: And then our next song here is basically after this scene, and it's Waving Goodbye, which is again from the special delivery DVD game. And this actually, you know, here they are coming to get Albert to go upriver, and Waving Goodbye is when they're going back downriver to the camp, back to where uh, Albert and his wife are, you know, have set up their mini hospital thing. And, you know, it really starts with a great kind of upbeat thing, and the brass with the conga drums really symbolizes, you know, Thank you for coming. And, you know, they're waving goodbye as they go off and down the river, you know, kind of thanking Albert for his what he has
1: done. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love that awesome rhythm there and that great sort of um, trumpet and percussion theme that, again, is very sort of like... Uh, heroic in that sense and you know they're waving goodbye and I love that shot when you literally see Indy and waving goodbye and there's that great track that plays over there you have the flute commenting in the background on some of these uh, you know lively upbeat um, kind of this idea of the mission was accomplished we did it and now we're kind of going back so kind of that triumphal uh, kind of uh, feel so this is just a short kind of quick 30 second motif of waving goodbye
0: moving out of Waving Goodbye and into our next track, Petty Bureaucrat with a Gun, which is actually from the Staff of Kings video game and starts off sounding a little bit like Delirious Indie with the flute and the mysterious theme and the brass really sounds a lot like uh, a section of Delirious Indie which we heard previously.
1: Yeah, I love, again, going back to that style of Delirious Indie, brand new kind of, uh, you know, theme that's added to this catalog of themes that we've gone through here. Very unique instruments, that awesome sound of the trumpet. Um, And I love the percussion here, which to me sounds very similar to some of the tracks from Verdun 1916. I love that sound there that we're getting, uh, which is really cool. Yeah, it is, and you're right.
0: It does sound very similar to Verdun, 1916.
1: Yeah, and it also does sound uh, similar to kind of Talagorn stuff for trenches of hell there as well, and. By the way, this track was also used in the Lego Indiana Jones video game. And before Staff of Kings was released, this was, you may have been, uh, you may have heard this as Ron Stan's River Arrest. So a little bit different here as this is kind of an extended piece of that that is used in the Staff of Kings game. And in the Staff of Kings game, they actually use uh, an interesting kind of medley of this as the end of this track actually now has also uh, one of the parts of Delirious Indy kind of attached at the end for gameplay purposes. So kind of a cool medley here. Uh, so yeah, let's move into the first part here of Petty Bureaucrat with a Gun.
0: We move here into our second part here with a big fanfare with these kind of sad drums which is you know a little bit different than we what we heard in the beginning you know and then we transition into almost this marching type of theme
1: yeah, and this is a dramatic, tense buildup as Albert Schweitzer is being taken away. And like you said, very tense and dramatic as Indy is clearly upset about this. And to me, this is kind of like a little bit of a rendition of Albert Schweitzer Prisoner of War, that first part there. Again, going back to those similarities that we heard earlier, um, because that track plays right after uh, this one does, which is really, really interesting. And I personally think that this track really is uh, kind of a unique take on Albert Schweitzer Prisoner of War and both Delirious Indy, which again, those interesting percussion instruments and unique things that are coming back very different from, say, Desert Trek or Schweitzer Says Goodbye. Yeah,
0: it is very, very different. You know, you're absolutely right. It's very, very different from, you know, Schweitzer Says Goodbye and, you know, the other track that you mentioned. There's just such a big difference. It's such a big, you know, it's such a big, uh, you know, move away from those types of songs where we have a fanfare and this marching type of theme. Absolutely, yeah.
1: So um, let's listen to the last part here of Petty Bureaucrat with a Gun. of that interesting theme there at the end we move into kind of uh, a very interesting track in All for Nothing uh, which is the last track uh, basically before the Schweitzer Says Goodbye uh, track at the end there when Indy and Remy are back at the French office and they actually uh, realize that um, they are being reassigned and the shipments are going back to Europe. And Indy claims all those lives were for nothing. And you have this very emotional, awesome cello theme. Of course I'm biased, but it's super cool at the beginning here. And this is also uh, attached to the same file from the special delivery DVD game, as our situation is desperate. Um, and another thing about this sourcing is this is also used in one of the DVD documentaries. Uh, but there's an extended part that comes from the special delivery DVD game, so we'll play that track for you as well. And again, The emotional conflicts of losing, um, you know, all these men on this mission and the violence commenting on this theme, uh, these nice woodwinds, just very kind of interesting tone that goes well with that whole scene as Indy, you know, throws the paper off the desk and is very upset. Orders are orders, that theme or that, that quote that comes back to him here at the end.
0: Yeah, and I think you are right. You are a bit biased, because I actually think the woodwinds are the best part in this song. Oh, thanks. But, <laughs> I mean, that's just my opinion, you know. You, you're you free to like what you want, and yes, I know you play the cello, so you are a bit biased, but right. still. Right, so anything
1: that's cello-related, I'll just like that, so don't trust me when it comes to this. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I I would agree though with you that the that the woodwinds have a cool kind of sound here, and I love again we talked about the instrumentation here, just especially I like how the instruments you know um, you know sometimes I feel like uh, specific instruments or scenes or themes. Uh, you know you have to write in this key if you want this sort of sound you have to use this instrument if you want a melody and, and i don't really think that's true in terms of film scoring and i don't think that McNeely and rosenthal really believe that either as we have these different sort of sounds and uh, ideas of the cello again cello you think of a very low instrument here we've got they had some high themes earlier and like you said the woodwinds and especially for a delirious indie petty bureaucrat with a gun to get that sound you've got a really focus on some advanced orchestral techniques that were displayed well there so um yeah so let's listen to all for nothing off of that track there, uh, we move into the end credits of the episode, which is a very similar adaptation to the famous Bach piece, Jesus Joy of Man's Desiring, as we have a very interesting adaptation to that that lasts for about a minute in the end credits, and Uh, Not much to explain here other than this is just an awesome classical piece that is absolutely amazing. Uh, Of course, we have a very uh, great theme here with, of course, the clarinet and oboes and the violins and just a beautiful theme that goes with some of the uh, ideas of Albert Schweitzer that we were talking about earlier with those kind of thematic elements. Definitely. I mean, the
0: woodwinds and just all the instruments here, really, especially the piano, that's what I love about all how they adapted J.S. Bach's work here is he uses the piano a lot, which we don't really hear in a lot of young indie music. We hear a lot of brass and strings, but here we
1: actually have some piano, which is really nice. Yeah, I love that as well. So um, this is probably the song you most recognize uh, from this episode as well. And it's a great ending to Oganga, the giver and taker of life. So let's listen to the end credits for this episode. Starting off of that last powerful note of a famous classical piece, what a better ending than uh, concluding our score review to Ogunga the Giver and Taker of Life with 19 tracks. And speaking of this, let's get into the part where uh, we are both best at in talking about our favorite tracks, which of course is all of them, but we will have to choose (laughs) at some point. Um, Since we have a lot of tracks in this one, let's go with a little bit more than one. Just some favorite tracks, maybe uh, two or three that come to mind in terms of your personal favorites from this episode.
0: To be honest, I have probably two or three favorite tracks. My first one is obviously Desert Storm. I mean, I'm, that's, that's the most action and I really like that one. It's, you know, very catchy. But also, you know, the, the, what we just heard here, the end credits, that's really beautiful. And really another one that I loved, A Stray Bullet. That's also another great song that I love. It's A Stray Bullet. You know uh desert storm and the end credits from this episode are probably my three favorite just because there's such a variation you know we have the piano and then we have the action theme and we have the african drums and just all of it it really is very very just very symbolic of this entire episode
1: yeah great choices i, w- I would have to agree with you as well um, my personal favorites um, i think come from the cd tracks Um, just because those are the best quality and those, I think, represent the main themes here. I would say my top three would be Desert Trek, Desert Storm, and Schweitzer Says Goodbye, which is a new one that's kind of rolled into my listening rotation recently. Those three are probably my favorite, but again... I feel so bad, you know, not including Morning or uh probably my favorite unreleased track is My Name is Albert. I love that track there, especially that second half there. And like you said, the end credits, the Bach music. I mean, um really just so many well done tracks in this in you know this episode and I think This is when I look at a film score, Um, you know, nowadays, especially with television, you really don't have a lot of time to stop and think and write music. You've got to just go, 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 Uh, especially for episodic television. Like sometimes composers don't even get a week to record for each episode. So you can tell that McNeely really put some thought into this and how much of a great composer he is. He really had to learn how to write music here. And to me, he just exceeded all the expectations in terms of incorporating that J. S. Bach music doing his own original stuff, using some John Williams odes, which we kind of picked apart, even in like Delirious Indie with the Well of the Souls. Just so many great pieces here that are just so well done. And this is definitely, I think, for many people a favorite uh, soundtrack and I would have to agree as well. Yeah, definitely.
0: I mean, it really is... It, just all these tracks are great, but, I mean, if I got to pick those, those are probably my favorite. I also love My Name is Albert. Like you said, I mean, it sounds a lot like Morning, which is also a great track. I mean,
1: when we talk about favorite tracks, I guarantee we are going to just uh, completely disregard all of these picks. If we were to pick in, like, a year from now, they would all be different because we like them all. But, um... Anyways, yeah, that is basically going to conclude our score review for today. Uh, If you are a fan of the music, we highly recommend checking out youngindianajonesmusic.com. For those of you who might be new to the film scores and want to learn more, Uh, if you want some sample tracks for listening, head over to Young Indie Score, uh, the channel you should be subscribed to if you are a Young Indie music fan. One more thing I wanted to mention is uh, I actually have a channel that I post some uh, Indiana Jones music on called W. Edwards 105. Uh, And I recently just posted uh, the medley that plays in the beginning here, the Battle of Tabora Overture, which we talked about in our episode. Uh, A lot of the Phantom Train of Doom music is reused in that opening sequence. And so I went back, wrote down the timestamps of each one and combined it all together to make a great overture. So we will also post a link to that on our Facebook page if you want to check that out and are interested in hearing uh, kind of the quote unquote movie accurate uh, of that opening scene. Um, But yeah, thanks for joining us. And if you liked our podcast, consider subscribing. Uh, We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and so many other podcast platforms. Uh, You can also visit our website to learn more at www.theindianajonesuniverse.com. We've got lots of great content over there uh, to explore. And finally, to stay up to date on announcements and be part of the indie community here, you can follow us and like us over on our Facebook page at the Indiana Jones Universe Podcast. So thanks again for joining us, and we'll be back soon with another episode. Once again, I'm Max. And I'm Will. And until next time,
0: so So long, Dr. Jones.